Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda and I'm not here with my friend Paul. Paul's different place. How are you, Paul? I'm all right, Linda. I'm not here with you either. I know. Still in lockdown. Still weird. Anyway. I know. We'll anyway, we're like the rest of Victoria and a lot of the world's going back into lockdown, so we're not alone, even though we no, think we are. No, that's true. And how so are you? today's... Yeah, I'm all right. Good. I'm all right. People don't care how we are, let's be honest. Let's move on. Okay. Today's I'm topic du jour. Care, Paul. I care. <laughs> yeah, <all right>. okay. <laughs> so topic of the day... Non-chicken yep. poultry. Yeah, so we're going to talk about pretty much all, well, other birds which you can cook. And the reason for that is that for the first time in quite a while, actually, I um, cooked some quail last night and I was thinking about all the other fantastic birds that you can cook um, that people seem to shy away from a little bit because maybe they, they're not as familiar with it as, let's say, a chicken. And certainly they're harder to source, um, as in not put sauce on top of, but get your hands on. Um, but it, given the chance, you should. Uh, so, yeah, I just thought, why not? Well, sometimes I, I think um, what puts me um, into the favourite role of chickens is that they seem to be the, the right size for a lot of things, whereas friends of mine, um, my beautiful friends Angela and George, they love cooking quail, but it feels like there's a lot of effort to go into for a little bit of meat, even though they love them. And other yeah. birds, other poultry can be sometimes a bit big, you know, like for your, you know, all um, not maybe not duck. That's probably just a, just throw a thorn in my theory there. But um, yeah, it totally has, and there's a yeah. whole heap of others. Okay, that well, I'll just, this, this is why you're. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, uh, yeah. But I do, uh, yeah. There you go. That's my contribution. Sorry, guys. <laughs> as valuable as it is. So the first uh, thing to understand is that depending on, like, we'll talk about the different, effectively species, but. Depending on what you're trying to do, the actual structural makeup of a quail, a duck, pheasant, a pigeon, pretty much all poultry, the actual structural makeup of it is very, very similar, if not the same. So there are certainly differences. So ducks don't have as plump a breast, if you like, as chickens do, but the way in which you remove a duck breast should you want to cook one is the same technique as you would use for doing it on a chicken and the same on a quail and the same on a pigeon and the same on a pheasant. So when people get a bit daunted by them, just need to understand that the actual makeup of them is very, very similar to a chicken. While there are differences the legs are in the same spot. The breasts are in the same spot. The wishbone is generally in the same spot. Everything's in the same spot. So if you've got some fundamental understanding of how to bone out a chicken, how to spatchcock a chicken or butterfly it out, um, you can pretty much work with the knowledge that you have off the back of chicken cooking with other poultry. Now, with that said, 
That's just the knowledge in getting it into a cut that you might want to use. The cooking of them can be certainly different. So quail, given the size of it, and pigeon for that matter, given the size of them, take far less time to cook. But you can do similar preparations with a quail, a pigeon, duck, anything like that as you would with a chicken. So quite often, well, I mean, on in the Cooking with Steam website, we've done things like a confit duck leg and we've done plenty of chicken leg dishes and all that sort of stuff. So you can do it. You can do comfy quail legs. You're quite correct in saying you'll need a heap of them. Um, but there's no reason why you can't. You can comfy a chicken leg. Now, most people know comfy from duck, but you can do the same with chicken. Um, so, you know, the versatility is there to a degree um, and you certainly get different flavours from different birds. One which is, you know, the difference also being is that within, let's say, the breast uh, parts of the birds, so duck breast, you can eat pink, quail breast, definitely, pigeon breast, almost on the rare side. Um, pheasant's a different character altogether, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, so you can certainly cook those to a different degree at, uh, versus a chicken, whereas you really need to make sure your chicken's properly cooked through. Um, but all of those levels of doneness, as we've discussed before, are temperatures. So duck breasts, you can you can go quite a bit less. Pigeon, you can have quite rare, um, and it's it's really delicious. And pigeon is quite pigeon leg, uh, so the the thigh and the and the drumstick of the pigeon is really quite rich, uh, and it works really well with Middle Eastern type flavors. Um, quail is not dissimilar, but quail's also really good with more Asian, you know, sort of type marriage. Works quite well with pigeon. Um, and then you, we've talked, I think, briefly, although it's probably down the chicken line, is uh, poussons as well, just a smaller baby chicken. Um, so they can be cooked. The legs, not so much, but the breast, fraction pink on the inside. Um, and then you get to something like pheasants. Now, I've had some experience cooking pheasants. Um, not a whole heap because they are notoriously difficult. So for anyone out there who wants to cook a pheasant, there is a queen of understanding of how to cook a pheasant, how to prepare it, how to get the best out of it, because the process in cooking a pheasant is totally different, in my understanding, to any other bird. Um, and if anyone wants to know, don't ask me. You need to go and hunt down any information that you can find on the internet from Maggie Beer. Um, so Maggie Beer is a pretty well-known Australian cook slash chef, what call her whatever you want. She's a bit of a... What would you call her, Linda? An icon. Uh, icon, yeah. She's yeah, fantastic. Everyone uh, can relate to her style of yeah. cooking. Yeah. She knows pheasant cooking better than anyone in almost the entire world, I would suggest. Um, she knows exactly the right preparations and how to uh, work with that particular bird because it is tricky. But when it's right, it's absolutely delicious. So that one takes a little bit of work and learning and understanding. But all in all, all wrapped up, all of these birds, we can do very, very similar preparations. Of course, time will be different as we would in our, you know, with our chicken inside our combi steam oven. So we can certainly sous vide duck breasts as we have done 
we can do comfy um, duck legs, chicken legs, quail legs, you know, anything like that. Probably at the other end of the scale and a lot of um, our American listeners would be more familiar, probably more familiar than Australian, to be honest, is turkey. Um, being the huge mammoth beast that it is, um, which is has its own challenges only because of its size. So it's probably at the other end of a quail. Um, quail, you've got to be pr- pretty quick and reasonably on the ball with so you don't overcook it. Uh, and turkey is difficult not to overcook, especially on the breast side of things because the volume of meat to bone and the actual just structural size of it all makes uh, makes turkey cookery a little bit more challenging. But again, we've talked about cooking your poultry with steam and an element of steam to try and stop the breasts of your birds from drying out. So yeah, there's maybe a little bit of info there for people that, you know, don't be too scared about diving into different poultry um, because it really is a different taste, a different flavour. Uh, you might not like it. You might like it. Who knows? Um, we've done things like Peking ducks in the combi steam oven, and that's a like, pretty classic preparation. Now, the difference being is generally Peking ducks are roasted vertically um, when they're cooked. We can't um, at the time we couldn't do that in our combi steam oven, and probably still would be a little bit challenged as far as cavity space, but. Um, the preparation itself and it worked out like beautifully really well a little bit of work involved um but all those other methods that we've touched on and talked about with our chicken tutorials and there was sort of a couple of different versions of them um are pretty much applicable to all all poultry so we did a master stock sort of brined chicken we could do that with quail we could do that with you know um duck we could do it with countless other numbers of birds and it's the same theory with brining as well if we if we use the brining technique uh get some flavor inside the poultry uh that will help but you don't want to be taking away from the distinct nature of the particular bird that you're cooking so you know i I tend to sort of go easier with any flavors that i'm adding to things like quail because it's reasonably delicate and i want to be able to taste it Okay, it's, yeah, well, that's a lot to, for me to think about and um, I'm not sure what to, to follow up with there because I don't have a lot of experience with it and um, I know in Europe... But I mean, why not? Like, that's well, the, I suppose that's one yeah, of the questions is so. why not? If, if I was to tell you that it's the, the makeup of it is not dissimilar to a chicken, you can sort of get a pretty clear picture in your head of what a chicken is shaped like. So why wouldn't you give it a go? Like what would stop you other than the fact that you've maybe had duck before and you don't like the flavor, but what stops you now? The cooking is variable amongst the different birds, no doubt. And there are certain things that you can do with a chicken that you can't do do with a duck. But if you understand the actual makeup of the bird itself, why wouldn't you give it a go? Well, that's right. I guess it's just where we where we live and how we cook. We just tend to focus on chicken, and I know that that's not the same around the rest of the world because the times we've been in Europe, I'm quite taken by the local markets and you know those even those takeaway vans they have at the local markets in Italy, and I know they had them through France in little stores that 
you know, as we have in Australia, a rotisserie chicken shop, but that's all yeah. they'll have is just chickens on mass. Whereas in the times I've been to Italy and even, as I said, the local markets with this, with their, um, their sort of vans that they moved from, you know, place to place will have yeah. a variety of types of poultry and they'll have yeah, Cornish game hens, all sorts yeah, of Yeah, a whole range, goose, pheasant. Yeah. And, we're sort of, and they might have two chickens and the rest of them are, you know, this, this variety of, of meats. And I'm always struck by how we don't, as a rule in our culture, cook it very well or cook it very often. Not very well, but we cook it very often. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in our local supermarkets, I think if you're talking our culture, you're talking, you know, Anglo white Australian. It's not yeah. to say that, you know, there's, um, I think the, you know, don't quote me, but uh, indigenous Australians would often cook magpie geese. That yeah. wasn't not a thing yeah. that was done. Um, and given how multicultural we are, like go down any sort of little Chinatown type situation and you don't see as many chickens hanging up in the window as you do ducks. No, that's right. And that's one of the yeah. things about going into Chinatown. But yeah, but yeah I, I must admit, I, I don't know why we haven't. I, but when you go shopping and, you know, the local two sort of two or three you know, brands that we have at our local disposal, you don't, you, you wouldn't see turkey in the stores on a regular basis other than maybe at Christmas, which is when Christmas, we yeah. have it. Um, but you said, I couldn't re- remember the last time I saw um, anything else other than at specialty stores, like at, you know, the good old Preston market when we used to be able to go there. Um, yeah. And still go there, but it's outside of my five Ks, and I think it's outside of your five Ks. But um, no, but I'm, I actually I Google mapped it. I oh, Google mapped it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm five point nine nine kilometers. No, I'm five point one, but I'm going to risk a hundred meters. Well, what if you I'm just walk to your car, park your car up the road? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I'm I'm within the boundary, but even there, so where you close. have poultry specialists so you've got market stall holders that just specialize in poultry even there you see far less variety you see a lot of variety of different cuts of chicken but you don't see a huge variety of poultry as such some some you do some but far fewer than what you know and market demands what the market demands as far as you know people wanting to cook the other other sorts of poultry. But I, I think, yeah, if you take away the intimidation factor of you're going to mess it up a little bit, maybe you might get some more people interested in it. Quail, you could probably come out, to your point earlier, you could come out and understanding that it seems like a lot of work for a very, very little gain, but you could say the same thing about a prawn. Um. I, well, I find, when, as I said, uh, our beautiful friends who, who are Maltese and Italian and they love them and they would cook yeah. them with a sort of a sticky sort of sauce, a sort of a chilli kind of flavour to them. Yeah. And, uh, and Ange will do um, an Italian style with them and they are lovely, but you do, you know, unlike a prawn where you can kind of shell a prawn in a few seconds and, and you're away, I feel like with the quail you know, sort of um, 
sometimes our cutlery is bigger than the, you know, the job of getting the meat off. But but they're always tasty. It's just, uh, yeah, and I know some people love them, and but some people just, you know, I, other people I've been at, they wouldn't cook a, a quail in a heartbeat because they just don't feel confident doing it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. There's a, and there is a bit of a lack of that. And if you look at um, our website, we have done little dabbles here and there into, and I'm bundling things up now as sort of game mates, um, knowing full well that they're probably not going to be the most popular things on the website, but why not have the information there if you want to give it a go? Um, yeah. Like, because yeah. quail is delicious. Like, and funny, funnily enough, I had a conversation with someone today talking about, technology within the kitchen and i suppose you could probably put combi steam in that as well if you have a oven let's say a combi steam oven in this scenario and you prepare your ingredients and you're following a program or a recipe that's built into the appliance and let's just use quail as an example um and basically you just press the button right and it comes out and it works out and it's beautiful now on the opposite side of that, if you want to prepare some quail and do a bit of research and a bit of reading and, and you're sort of making up your own recipe as you go along to a degree um, and understanding about when to take it out of the oven and rest and carve and do all those sorts of things, which one do you think gives you far greater satisfaction that you will return to? And yeah. I would say every every time it'll be the one that you kind of did yourself, whether yeah, you got a little absolutely. bit of help on the way or not. Yeah. Absolutely. You kind of did yourself. So if you get a good experience out of it, would you be more likely to go back to it? I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So the point of the story is, is that if you don't give alternative poultry a chance, how do you know whether you're going to like it or not? It's not just through flavor. It's through how successful you have been. And I honestly think that things taste better to people if they've had a good cooking experience. Oh, I'd agree. And, well, you know, from personal, from my personal story that I wasn't confident cooking fish and yet now I will happily serve at a dinner party, snapper on leek, you know, like it's... You need to move on from that recipe. I do know. But I know that when I'm (laughs) under pressure, I can do that and it's just effortless and everyone just goes, oh, wow, yum. So... But, you know, I, I would never have cooked that before and I certainly would have made it for people coming over to our house, you know, in those days. Um, yeah. So you're right, you know, it, it is just giving it a go. And and this is, and as we said before, while we're all in COVID lockdown and, and uh, without being able to move around, maybe this is the time to try something a little bit different, like a pheasant or a goose or a non-Christmas turkey. Yeah. Because one of the, I that's know one that, thing that that's probably um, our friends in North America probably do better than us is looking at. I mean, we when I say us, I'm talking Australia as a general, you know, population is that we look at turkey as you say once once a year at Christmas time, and it's the whole turkey, and it's the whole you know, which is kind of stupid, really, because generally it's about forty degrees, and we're roasting a whole giant bird <laughs> all day. Like it doesn't make any sense. But regardless, um, quite often you'll see a lot of American 
based recipes that aren't just dealing with roasting a whole turkey. They're, they're using minces. They're doing all sorts of other different preparations with parts of the turkey. And you can do the same thing with things like duck. Um, why not make get you know make some mince out of the duck legs and make some meatballs for a pasta sauce or something like that? Like, why couldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? You don't just have to get a whole duck and figure out how to roast it perfectly. There are a lot of different things. Making a terrine. Now, I'm not saying everyone wants to do that, but you can you can make a duck and chicken terrine together. Why not? Yeah, and I do like your idea of making mince because I don't think that's something that my dad used to do that all the time by particular cuts of meat if he was making something because my dad was a, you know, he loved cooking and and he would often make his own mince. And I think mum's still, oh, at mum's place, it's still that um, old-fashioned mincer. We used to have, to, as kids, we used to have to grind along with him. But, um, but if I mean, you can always get do that. a supplier to, to mince something for you. Yeah. They'll generally do it for you. But, I mean, like, why, why wouldn't you yeah, get, getting some duck mints? Like, just for a different... Because a lot of the time, what we're trying to do is recycle and rehash and redo and add different flavour profiles to things like chicken, right? Chicken meatballs, chicken whatever, da 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 Why wouldn't we go, all right, let's just park that for a while and get some duck or get some or get some you know whatever it might be like why not yeah. like why couldn't we do it one of the one of the greatest things i ever ate out at a restaurant was a pigeon pie it was okay. absolutely delicious and that was and pigeons quite a um i mean european but europeans do it to a degree but middle east um middle eastern cuisine with pigeon is you know hand in hand almost like duck to, to chinese it's that you know it just works um so you know why wouldn't you attempt something like that you can make a pie mix you just you're just applying a different um protein to it but yeah I, I suppose the idea behind chatting about this was to just maybe get people's head out of just thinking this i mean and we've talked about this too this just thinking the same old standard rotating 10 to 12 dishes Next time you go to the market, you're going to buy your, you know, your chicken that you roast on a Saturday, Sunday, whenever you do it. Why not? Okay, get that just so you've got a comfort level, but why not just see what else is around and, and go, well, okay. And, and ask the people in the, in the stores too because a lot of good butchers and uh, you know, poultry suppliers will have a pretty fair idea of how to cook these things and can give you some advice. And of course we can help too. So yeah, that's my, uh, my thoughts on other poultry. Have a look at it. Give it a go. Well, I do know that that time we made the turkey roll. When I say we, I I mean you, (laughs) but I was next to you when you made it. But, Constantly uh, taking credit for other people's Oh, absolutely. Work. When it when it's, uh, comes off well, absolutely. You know me. And yeah. my brother said it was the best thing he'd, he'd really ever eaten because it was such he he hadn't had turkey in that way before in that role with the um, apricots and macadamia and so on. And he just he was like, wow, I you know just never tried it, and he loved it and um, took home all yeah, the yeah. Well, I mean, even to that. 
to that point, just go, grab a turkey breast. Because when was the last time you did that when it wasn't Christmas or Thanksgiving? No, it was only I mean, I, I, I make it now. Yeah. Yeah. So just grab a turkey breast. I mean, they're easily, readily available. And grab a turkey breast. Give it a go. Like, why not? See what you can that come up with. See what you can do with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Was just, that was great. And that was relatively easy because I could do it myself. Not as well as you. Well, that's how, that's how we base our recipes, everyone. Yes. And Linda, do it. Yes, we'll put it on the website. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the uh, crash test dummy. But, um, or is it the dummy? I'm never sure. But, yeah, I think, yeah. That's, I think that's got, yeah, it's got me thinking about when I uh, next can look at a butcher. I haven't been out for a while, as we've discussed, but I think you're right about uh, broadening out our horizons a bit, if you can. Yeah. Or even taking what you're familiar with and doing it a little bit differently. Sorry, what was that? Take your... Taking what you are familiar with but treating it a bit differently. Yeah. Like making things or doing something else. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, so there you go. Well, there you are. Well, thank you for that. And uh, to everybody out there, please stay well, stay safe. And uh, until next time, happy cooking. Until next time. See you later. See you later. Bye, Paul. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe. And for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.